Hello, and welcome to The Midlife with Kimberly Sampson and Tracy Feldstein. If you're over 40 and under dead, you're in the right place. Hey there, I'm Kimberly Sampson, and welcome to The Midlife Podcast, where we discuss tools and strategies to turn your midlife crisis into your midlife transformation. Some of what you'll hear is from the recipe I use to get myself out of my own midlife funk. Some of what we'll discuss draws on my career in finance and banking and my experiences with entrepreneurship. All of it, my personal experience and my professional expertise are yours to help you design your next best chapter and thrive. We'll also have a special segment called Reinvented sprinkled in every few weeks. You'll hear from inspiring women who have changed course after 40, proving it's never too late to start something new. Join me. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Midlife. Today, I want to talk to you about your expectations, and more specifically, how the people around you are not meeting them. If you've been listening to me for a while, can you guess whose fault I'm going to say this is? But let's not start with the blame game. In fact, let's not even start at the beginning. Let's skip straight to the end, the result of your unmet expectations. It's anger and rage, isn't it? I get it. You feel like you work your ass off for the people around you, your partner, your children, your coworkers, and your effort feels unreturned. You feel exasperated and exhausted. Whatever it is that you needed, if someone else isn't going to perform, you're going to do it yourself, and you're going to make them pay, if in no other way but to ice them out, to make sure that they sense your rage bubbling beneath the surface. How's that working for you? You're pissed, they're walking on eggshells, Congratulations, you've reached martyrdom. And you know how that ended for Joan of Arc, right? So now that we agree that the ending is not happily ever after, let's see if we can rewrite the story for next time. I'd like to first seemingly contradict myself by telling you I think expectations are critical to any relationship. I believe that when you set high expectations for people, you give them the opportunity to meet them. But here's the problem. You set these expectations Then you file them in a folder marked top secret and don't give the people around you security clearance. When they disappoint you, you go DEFCON 5 and start blowing shit up. So lesson number one, tell people what you want from them. It sounds so very basic, but it is your responsibility to let people know what you want and need, to tell them if you have specific parameters for execution of this need, and if you do indeed have a time frame. Want a simplified example? How often have you asked someone to do something simple like take out the garbage and the garbage just sits there and sits there and sits there and then if it does get taken out, no one replaces the bag. So stop asking for the garbage to be dumped and start asking for the garbage to be taken out now and to please replace the bag. You'll be shocked at how compliant your people can be. And now if they don't execute, by all means you have something worthwhile to discuss. Starting with what about your request feels like too much of a burden to them. Wouldn't that be interesting to hear? You may be surprised that they have a very valid perspective. And what if they don't? I know that's what you really want to hear about. Your gun is cocked and loaded at all times with a hairpin trigger. You want my permission to get pissy. By all means, have at it. Just let me know if you're any better off after all the dramatics, whether you're a yeller and screamer or a bottler of feelings. I'm going to take that as a no. Your expectations are killing you. They are the source of your anger, discontent, 
resignation, and ultimately, sadness. There has to be a better way. I assure you, there is. The simplest solution is to improve your communication with those from who you need things, whether it's tasks, physical connection, or emotional support. You have to clearly make your desires known, but not in a challenging, throw-down-the-gauntlet kind of way. You need to simply state what you're looking for. You have to give them the user manual for exactly how to meet your needs, timing and execution both. And none of this IKEA-like directions with cryptic pictures. I mean specific step by step. Most importantly, you have to give them the motivation to carry it out. You have to share your why with them. Why is this important to you? What does their help or contribution or attention do for you? I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised by the response from your people. They'll be relieved to finally have the inside scoop. Okay, okay, I hear your inner voice. What if they still are not meeting your expectations? Here's where you step into your power. You cannot control the actions of other people. If you have communicated sweetly, directly, and with explicit directions, you have a choice. You can continue on the path of destruction, both of your relationship with that person and the internal damage that you do to yourself by allowing that anger to simmer. And then the time you waste continuing to revisit that anger, or you can choose to accept it and move on. Why would you do that? You aren't the one who fucked up here. You aren't the one not holding up your end of the bargain. You aren't the one not pulling your weight. Yeah, that's true. But is that going to change? If you follow a recipe and the cake still sucks, can you rebake it? Nope. But you can choose to eat ice cream instead. Now, I'm assuming we're on the same page here and that you love cake and ice cream equally as I do. Choosing not to be angry is your ice cream. And it is so freeing to release not only the expectations, but the failure of execution. You have the choice. You can decide that what you want is truly important and do it yourself. But recognize that's your decision. Nothing to be angry about. Or you may realize that whatever it is that needs to be done isn't that critical. And you're willing to completely let it go. All up to you. But what if we're talking about something less task-based and more emotionally based? Beyond communicating directly, and oh, this is so important, nicely, you may have to train those people around you how to treat you. Can you honestly say that you treat the people around you as kindly as you'd like to be treated? Or do you punish them because they don't meet your emotional or physical expectations? Did you know that it was Confucius that first wrote about the concept of the golden rule? These are the things you learn when you homeschool third grade and choose ancient history as your subject matter. Really, I've learned so much this year. And can we talk about tone of voice for just a moment? We are so prone to communicate in sarcasm, aren't we? I know you think you're being funnier by making light of the situation it will make your request more palatable, but it doesn't. It really just comes off as hard. I hate the word bitch. I feel like it's an easy insult to hurl at a woman when she's being strong. But since we're friends here being introspective, are you being a bitch? I know it's not your intent, nor is it your nature to be hurtful, but that's what we end up doing, isn't it? Hurting the people around us and having them think none too highly about us. Icky feelings all around and totally within our control. Now, what are you supposed to do if your emotional and physical needs are still not being met? Ultimately, you're faced with the same choice. Do something about it or accept it. 
but I believe these needs are so critical to our happiness, you have to be willing to go to the mat over them. None of us like confrontation, mostly because we equate confrontation with a fight. But consider confrontation as conversation. You are well within your right to get a full and honest answer as to why your partner, friends, or children are unwilling or unable to meet those expectations. Giving people the space and opportunity to tell their side of the story can be illuminating. And then you have information to determine what your next course of action is. Again, back to your choice. Do something about it or accept it. But accept it without anger and without resentment. You do have one more choice. Adjust your expectations. I have a client that has a pretty dramatic work environment. Truly, it sounds absolutely exhausting to work in. There's one coworker in particular that really gets under her skin, consistently screwing up. My advice? Expect the coworker to fuck up. How is this helpful, my stunned client asks? Easy. You'll adjust your work to compensate for this weak link, and if by some miracle she pulls off something here or there, you're pleasantly surprised. Win, win. Opportunity for disappointment has been removed from the equation, and you have now even built in a little possible excitement. There's one last type of expectation I'd like to bring up. It's those pesky little expectations that mask themselves as fantasies. The ones where you wish your partner would make some grand romantic gesture or surprise you. Where just once someone else would plan the adventure, even just dinner. I worry that these fantasies sit as booby traps buried under a pile of leaves waiting for your partner to be strung up after missing the mark. Your same choices exist. Communicate what you want. Be willing to calmly discuss this situation if your needs still aren't met, or I really challenge you to be honest with yourself and ask if you're initiating any of those types of surprises. We have a tendency to behave a little like my penny who drops to the ground in the middle of the hallway when I'm carrying a bunch of stuff and demands a belly rub, but never once has she offered to rub my belly. Seriously, though, I can hear you. Why do I have to be the one to do it? Because you're the one who's feeling angry and sad and resentful, and instead, you want to feel happy and peaceful and fulfilled. You have to keep your eye on the prize. What is the end result you desire? What is within your power to control? It's really so simple. Only your thoughts and only your reaction to the situation at hand. This vicious cycle of hidden expectations, failure on the parts of others, anger and disappointment is negative and reactionary. And I don't just mean negative in the sense of feeling. I mean negative in the sense of operating at a deficit all the time. You never catch up. You never get to even to any sense of equilibrium. You may as well be drowning. Your head pops up for a second of air, but you go down under the water to flail and struggle. No wonder you're tired and depleted and defeated. So let's hop out of this turbulent ocean, dry off, take a deep breath, and regroup. At the end of the day, what you are choosing to do is operate at a level of happiness and satisfaction, not because of what other people do, but because you are selecting that as your default setting. And then, when external forces bend to your will, it's simply additive to your equilibrium state of content. No more deficits, no more disappointments. Control over your thoughts, power over your feelings, and acceptance of your environment. It is a lovely place to operate from. So to recap, it's just a simple four-step framework to get your expectations met or in check. One, tell the people what you need. Give them specific directions and time frame. No booby traps and ask nicely. 
Two, if they don't perform, ask them why and listen to the answer. Number three, remember that you can choose to ignore the transgression, but acknowledge this is your choice. No sense in wasting energy getting angry about it. And finally, consider readjusting your expectations for chronic disappointments. Again, check that resentment over it though. It will not serve you. That's it for this week's topic, but I do want to close by acknowledging that we are coming up on the one-year anniversary of our COVID pandemic. I'm starting to see a light at the end of the tunnel and hope you are too. And I know some people are questioning their futures now more than ever. We really do have the opportunity to start over in so many ways. I understand that many of the changes you've experienced weren't ones you would have chosen, but are there some things that leave you better off? Food for thought. Lots of new things are coming from the midlife. Make sure you're signed up on our mailing list. You can go to the website at www.themidlife.co or find The Midlife on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks for listening today, and I'll expect to see you next week. Only I know you won't disappoint me.